Welcome to King's Touch Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe God's word will impact your everyday life. Hallelujah. Lift those hands, lift those hands. Heavenly Father, tonight we thank you for your grace, for your goodness, for your glory. Thank you for Jesus. Lord, it's not by might, not by power but by your Holy Spirit. We invite you, we welcome you, we honor you, we glorify you tonight. We declare it's all about you. It's not about any man, it's not about any woman, it's not even about our needs tonight. It's all about you. Your work, your grace, your spirit, your will, your purpose fulfilled in us. Now we ask mighty God that you'll rend the heavens and descend upon us in a special way. Release a word of life in our hearts and in our spirits. Speak to us. Ignite our hearts. Ignite our lives that Jesus may be glorified. Now Lord we promise you as always all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Surely it belongs to you. In the mighty name of Jesus we do pray and everyone said amen. Let's give God another hand of praise. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Praise the Lord God Almighty. It's a great joy to be back here in the wonderful city of Dar es Salaam. And I'm so glad that I found you here. It would be a shame for me to come all the way and find an empty chair. So give yourself a good God bless you because you're here tonight. We also want to thank God for the leadership of the ministry here, the other, the pastors, uh, the pastoral team, uh, Pastor Fred, Pastor Juma, and, uh, and, uh, Pastor, uh, Andrew, and, uh, and all the leaders and the ministers. We thank God for you and all the good work you're doing. Let's give them a good God bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And we want to thank the rest of you who are standing and serving in the ministry in every different way, in the worship team, in the intercessors ministry, in your giving, in your faithfully uh, sowing seeds in the kingdom. We appreciate everything you do and God appreciates you too. Hallelujah. Amen. Forevermore. The last time I was here is about a year ago and uh, we had a wonderful time. This time round, as I came in, I found the roads have been dug up. I found the traffic was all clogged up and as we were coming in, it was trying to rain and the pastor was binding the rain. It was so hot and I said, God wants to cool this place for me, but pastor is binding the rain. Good God, have mercy on us. But we thank God. We thank God that the rain did not come and uh, it still cooled down. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He answered both of us one way or another. Hallelujah. I bring you greetings from Kampala. We just came in this morning uh, at about uh, uh, midday. We have uh, we had a good flight here. It's lovely. Uh, Dar es Salaam looks very beautiful from the air. There are lots of buildings going up everywhere. I've seen your houses and uh, your houses going up every corner. Hallelujah. Uh, I, 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 I flew over to, uh, Kenya, but there are not as many buildings as Dar es Salaam coming up right now. I, I was in Uganda. There are not as many buildings coming up as in Dar es Salaam right now. Hallelujah. So I want to thank God for your house that is coming up. Somebody say amen. amen. I want to thank God for your blessings that are being put up all over this place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen and amen. I feel this pulpit is a little bit far. 
So I'll ask someone to bring it a little closer. Thank you very much. In your Bible tonight, we are in the book of Joshua, chapter number 1. Mshungaji Fred has already told us we are going to be talking about crossing over. Crossing over. Hallelujah. Joshua, chapter number 1. I'm going to read from verse number 1. If you're there, say, Amen. If you're not there, say, Not yet. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter number 1 verse number 1. The Bible declares, and I read from the King James Version. Now after the death of Moses the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses my servant is dead, now therefore arise. Go over this Jordan, thou and all these people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the same, shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for under this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee, and turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou may prosper wheresoever thou goes. Amen. Amen. Tonight, we're going to speak briefly on crossing over as an introduction to what we're going to be doing this weekend. And uh, this portion of scripture is a very lovely portion of scripture, and I believe it's a very timely portion of scripture. As I was talking to Mchungaji, he called me a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he uh, told me about the, the arrangements for the conference, and he told me the theme. Before he told me what the theme was, I was talking to my bishop, Bishop Don Horton in the United States, and uh, as I talked to him, as, as, as soon as I hang up, just before I hang up, uh, I, I, I talked to him and he told me, the Lord has just given me a word to share with you. Go to Joshua chapter number 1, begin from verse 1. After talking to him, I hung up the phone and I called, and I don't know if I called or he called, and he told me as well, the theme for the conference is Joshua chapter number 1, uh, verse number 1, crossing over. And I believe strongly that there is a crossing over for you as an individual, for you as a church. Hallelujah. The Bible says God sends his word for a purpose. And it is very important for every church to appreciate that when God gives a word, there is a purpose in that word. And as we begin to share about crossing over, you must appreciate that there is a crossing over for your life. There is a tomorrow that God is bringing you into. There is a destiny that God is going to cause you to uh, apprehend. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. The Bible says the man of God Moses was dead and they had gone around in the wilderness for 40 long years and God spake unto Joshua and he said my servant Moses is dead and uh, 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 therefore I want you to arise and go over this Jordan thou and this people unto the land which I give unto them even to the children of Israel. And he said unto Joshua that now that Moses is dead now that you have gone through this full cycle I have come to a place where now I want you to cross over this Jordan to cross over this barrier and enter the destiny that I have for you hallelujah now the Bible says here that when God spoke to Joshua Joshua was ready with all the children of Israel to go over and we see the beginning of Joshua after they had gone around the wilderness for many years at the beginning of the book of Joshua they are able to cross over the Jordan and begin to enter into the inheritance that God had for them hallelujah now it is very important that the children of God understand where Joshua was coming from Joshua had been with Moses they had been in the wilderness for 40 long years they had gone around circles and they had not had a breakthrough for long years and many times we as people go through these circumstances that stay with us for a very long time and we go through wilderness situations where we are going around in circles and like this people of Israel we get around in circles so many times that we think we will end in that circle situation I came all the way from Kampala to tell you you're not going to end in that wilderness I said you're not going to end where you are Hallelujah. God has a divine plan, a divine strategy to bring you beyond where you have been and bring you into the destiny he has prepared for you. You are not going to die where you are. You are not going to be limited by where you have been. Maybe you have been there a very long time and you have been used to where you are. You should not get used to where you have been because God is taking you out of where you are into a better tomorrow. Hallelujah. Now the people of Israel had gone around in the wilderness for 40 long years and, and, and somewhat they had got used to being in that same cycle business as usual. Where you're going is not going to be business as usual. As you cross over, you're going out of business as usual and you're going to extraordinary business. The extraordinary business of God. Hallelujah. Maybe you've been having business as usual for a long time but God is bringing you to a place where God takes over you know some of you have been doing it yourself and you're able to line up all your ducks and put everything in a row but God Almighty has seen your labor and where your labor ends God takes over so God wants to begin from where you have ended from where you have stopped from where you have run out of strength and where you've run out of ideas God specializes in the impossible he leaves the possible for you and I but after we are done with the possible there are some situations that are completely impossible and that is where God comes in he specializes in the impossible and when he comes in he takes over so that we can go beyond ourselves hallelujah I came to declare to you people of God you're going to go beyond yourself I said you're going to go beyond your qualification 
You're going to go beyond your experience. You're going to go beyond your connection. You're going to go beyond who you know and who you don't know. You're going to go beyond your bank account. You're going to go beyond your little house. You're going to go beyond your family limitations. You're going to go beyond your degree and degree that you don't have. You're going to go beyond your colleagues. You're going to go beyond your experience because you're going to go into the realm of God. Hallelujah. Listen to me. He says to Joshua, time is now. We are going beyond the limits that have been set around you. We are going to go into the next level. Listen to me, people of God. There is a next level for you. I know when you're going through your now... I know when you're going through the now challenge, the now situation, the devil paints a picture, the circumstances paint a picture that make you feel like there is no tomorrow beyond where you are today. I know when you're in that one little bedroomed house in the little town called Sinza, and when it rains at night, you wake up and the rain is under your bed, and you feel like, God, what did I do to you? And even the rats run out from under the bed and come on top of your bed, and then you remember that your food was on the floor and it is all wet. And you remember that your, your ugali was in a basket which was on the floor and it is all ruined. But in the midst of your limitation, in the midst of that circumstance, the devil tells you your situation will never change. You will always be in that circumstance for the rest of your life. I came to tell you, everything that has a beginning, it has an end. Even that circumstance that started 5, 10, 6, 7, 8 years ago, it will end. God will bring a divine conclusion to it and he will bring it to a divine stop and you will not even remember it. That's why the Bible says that when the children of Israel were, were gone out of their captivity, they completely forgot their worries. They completely forgot what their captors had made them do because the blessing of God soothes you and it transforms your life until you forget what bond you went through. Now today in your circumstance because you are aware of what you are going through you forget that today's challenges will end. That's why I came all the way to tell you your challenges today are not going to be your challenges tomorrow. Your limitations today are not going to be your limitations tomorrow. Your worries today are not going to be your worries tomorrow. God is going to bring a complete turnaround in your life and you even you yourself will forget where you have been. Do not allow the circumstance of today to hold you down because God is taking you to a better tomorrow. And when you arrive in your tomorrow, you'll forget all that was behind you. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. We are talking about crossing over. I want to share with us seven secrets of crossing over. Quickly here. Number one, crossing over. Number one, we must know where we are going. If we are going to cross over into where God is taking us, we must know where we are going. The Bible says, God spoke to Joshua and he began to describe the land where he was taking the children of Israel. And it was a clear, distinct land and they all knew where they were going. I came to declare to you people, God is taking you into a tomorrow. He's causing you to cross over from where you are. But if you don't know where you're going, you will not be able to cross 
cross over. You know, the problem with so many church people is that they know the future is bright, but they don't know how bright the future is. They don't know what brightness the future holds. They have no exactness about the brightness of their tomorrow. If you're going to cross over from where you are, you must have a clear understanding. You must have a clear revelation. You have, must have a clear release of your destiny in order for you to apprehend it you must have a clear understanding of the areas where you're crossing from and the areas that you are going into now this is very important because if we don't know where we're going even when we arrive we'll keep on going because we did not know where we were going if we don't know what we are coming from even when we have come out of it we will think we are still coming out because we did not know what we were coming out of so we must appreciate we must have a divine understanding a divine revelation we must have a glimpse of where we're going so that when we arrive there we know we have arrived so that when we get there we know we have got there so that when we pray about going there we can put ABCs to our prayer and have specific faith of where we are going instead of having an ambiguous something going on in our mind somebody say hallelujah I said somebody say hallelujah. I said somebody say hallelujah. Joshua knew that they were going out of the wilderness into the promised land. As you go into the next year, as you cross over from where you are, you must specifically understand, you must specifically know that you're going out of A and you're going into B. You're going out of this limitation and you're going into this breakthrough. You are going out of this circumstance and you're going into this tomorrow. When we have a clear understanding of what we are crossing from, and what we are crossing to we will be able to apprehend it uh, I'm sorry but my kind of gospel is not the kind that says we will see what God will do we must know what God is going to do so that when we see what God is doing we can say look what the Lord has done if we don't know what the Lord is doing when we see what the Lord is doing we will say what is going on around here because we did not know where we are going I came to declare to you today that you must have a clear understanding of where you're going some of you are crossing over out of a rented house into your personal house that house is not in heaven it is in Mikocheni and you know the address and you know the you know the residential address you know the color of the gate because you have the specifics of where you are going some of you are coming out of a dollar dollar and you're going into a red BMW it is not a black BMW it is not a yellow BMW it is a red BMW it must must be specific so that when the black BMW passes by you tell yourself that is not the one mine is red hallelujah faith is specific how many of you understand God did not tell Abraham he was just going to give him a child he told him I'm going to give you a son now stop believing for a child and begin believing for a son hallelujah instead of believing and say God is going to give you anything and no God is not going to give you anything there is something specific for you it has your name on it when it comes it is looking for you because God designed it for you hallelujah I hear people say that anyway I'll just get any wife any husband I tell them I'm not the kind who wants any wife if you're believing God for a wife there is a specific wife for you with a specific color for you with a specific height for you with a specific degree for you with specific connection for you she is tailor-made for you don't say anything 
man lord just give me any man any man you'll walk away with a shake and he'll beat you up until you go to glory you need to say god the husband i want uh, he looks like abcd number one is five nine number two he's a man of god number two he smells like this number three he's as tall as this you must be specific so that when the wrong guy comes you shake your head and say god that's not the one mine is you must have specifics of your crossing over hallelujah i said hallelujah the children of israel knew where they were going do you know where you're going do you know where you're crossing over into if you don't know where you're crossing into you're not yet ready for the crossover I said if you don't know what you're crossing from and what you're crossing into you are not yet ready for the crossover hallelujah and you are like those people who are escorting the others they are there to cheer them on to encourage them but when they get to the point of crossing over they don't cross over because they don't know where they're going if we are going to cross over number one we must clearly know where we are crossing into hallelujah uh, I see this church crossing over I see this church crossing over I see this church crossing over instead of renting I see them crossing over to owning their own instead of renting I see them crossing over now they're the ones being paid to rent out I see this church crossing over instead of having a few people in a corner of nowhere I see this church crossing over in numbers so that when you're late you'll sit at the back and when you're late you'll sit outside I see this church crossing over specifically in numbers so that when you come late you will find all that place packed up there will be no parking at the outside and you'll sit outside with the cars specific you must be specific with your crossover hallelujah glory to god i said you must be specific with your crossover some of you need to understand god is taking you from that one little bedroom house into a specific mansion on a specific street if you have the revelation of those specifics when you see it you'll say aha that's the house i am going into if you don't know you look at it and you won't know that's your house and you say god what am i going to do let me go back to my squatter little house hello somebody are you still here today you must know your tomorrow so that when you bump into your tomorrow you say hello tomorrow you're no longer my tomorrow you are my today i was waiting for you i was expecting you let us go and enjoy life you and me but if you don't know your tomorrow you walk past your miracle because you did not know what you were crossing over into hallelujah i said i see this ministry crossing over into realms of prosperity blessing like never before i see abundance of money crossing over in the realm of finances so that we can have finances to do the ministry works and the lord's bidding anytime i see an increase in resources so don't be surprised if there's more money don't be surprised if the people are blessed more don't be surprised if there is an increase in tithes and offerings because there is a crossing over for money hallelujah ah uh, let me talk about money for a minute here you're not going to be broke always you're not going to be broke always 
you're not going to be surviving always some of you are used to surviving you count the tomatoes and you even multiply them in the name of Jesus you count the onions and you command them to multiply a day is coming you won't have to worry how many tomatoes you have how many onions you don't have a day is coming where you say it is well it is well it is well I said God is going to bring you into a day of supernatural abundance you will forget you had luck in the past amen amen ah uh, you might not know it but I know some people in the church have been testing it you might not have tested it but there maybe your neighbor is keeping quiet smiling shouting hallelujah but they have been testing it and some of them have been a good neighbor they have told you what God is doing some of them have been a bad neighbor they have not told you what God is doing and they are telling you, you must continue struggling and struggling and struggling and struggling but I came to declare to you there is a financial crossover there is a financial crossover there is a financial crossover so that you may go into supernatural abundance. I said supernatural abundance. You know, we have been used to God blessing us through our job. But supernatural abundance means you don't wait for your job to give you the pay rise. You don't wait for your job to buy the car. You don't wait for the bank loan. In the morning you wake up and in prayer you're releasing houses and people call you and say we have a house you must buy it. And you say I don't have the money and they say whatever money you have give it to us and own the house that is supernatural abundance it is not limited to your wisdom it's not limited to your connection it's not limited to your experience it is limited by your God I said you're crossing over into supernatural abundance you may know where you're going if you don't know where you're going you won't realize you have arrived hallelujah you won't realize that you have arrived. Listen to me. When you know where you're going, it's almost like where you're going is calling you. It's almost like when you're, when you're going there, where you're going is calling you by name and it is shouting out your name in the middle of the street. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe some of you have been there and you're believing God for, for a specific car. As you see that car, it's almost as if the car calls you by name. It's like the car knows you. Some of you say you know the car. But then it's another thing when the car knows you. And when you pass it, it begins to beep and to flip and it begins to attract you. And you feel like, yes, I should be the one in that car. It is only a result of you knowing where you're going Then where you're going knows you when you arrive Some people when they arrive The house knows they are the owner And it receives them Some people when they arrive The car knows that they are the owner And it receives them Some nations know when you go They know that they have been waiting for you So they receive you Why? Because you knew where you're going If you don't know where you're going If you don't know your future Even your future won't know you your future will look at you and say i don't know you where have you come from i'm waiting for pastor juma who's coming are you you i don't know you 
who are you because you don't know where you're going so where you're going it will deny you but if you know that my tomorrow like for example you're coming to the end of the year you must know that next year 2013 this is where God is taking me so as you go into the next year you go exactly expecting that your crossover is going to take you into the specific blessings and the blessings of God hallelujah you must have a clear understanding of where you're going amen he said to joshua this is the land that you're going into it's not another land it is this specific land number two here in order for us to cross over we must know where we're going number one number two we must know the word of the lord about where you're going now i know this sounds the same but i want to make a clear distinction you know when god has told you where he's taking you it is different from you telling yourself where you're taking yourself how many of you know you've never been into your tomorrow? How many of you understand that you've never been into 2013? But how many understand that God has already been there for you? Hallelujah. Now when you know that God has already been where you're going, when he gives you a word of direction about where you're going, you'll be steadfast in faith, you'll be steadfast in prayer, because you're not taken by surprise. <laughs> huh? Most frustrations come because we are surprised. We don't know what to expect. We don't know what is going on. So we begin to fight with everyone and everyone. We begin to fight with everyone and everything. Because we were taken by surprise. But if we have the word of the Lord. We are clearly instructed by God. And then we will be able to clearly apprehend what God has for us. He said to Joshua. As I said unto my servant Moses. This was not Joshua's idea. This was not Joshua's strategy. This was not Joshua's plan. The problem with many church people is that they have a lot of plans, but they don't have God's plan. They have a lot of strategy, but they don't have God's strategy. They have a lot of words, but they don't have God's word. They are not aware of what God wants to do in their midst. They know what their uncle wants to do. They know what their wife wants to do. They don't know what God wants to do. But when you have a clear word as you cross over, a clear word from God, you are steadfast in your doing. You know that regardless of what comes my way, God gave me a word and this is the word that I'm going to follow. And I am going to stick by this word because it is God's word to me. It is not my word to myself. In order for you to cross over, you must know where you're going. But number two, you must have the word of God about where you're going. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you appreciate that when God begins something, he has the power to finish it? How many of you appreciate that when God makes a promise, he has the power to fulfill it? How many of you appreciate that when God leads you, he has the power to clear the way? The reason why you're clearing the way yourself is because you led yourself. Allow God to go before you and he will clear the way before you. By the time you arrive, the way will already be made. The way will already be made. God will just be waiting for you the other side. Joshua had a word and he stood on that word. When you stand on God's word as you cross over, you'll be unshakable. You'll be immovable. Nothing will be able to flip you or to destroy you because you know exactly what God has promised. Somebody say amen. I said somebody say amen. 
Number three, if you're going to cross over, you must appreciate that Moses is dead. You know, God said to Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. Moses was a good man of God. He was a prophet of God. He did a great work. But we must appreciate when Moses' time was up, Joshua and Israel had to let Moses go. And they had to embrace their tomorrow. Now listen to me. You cannot cross over when you're holding on yesterday. You cannot go into tomorrow when you're fixated on your yesterday. The Bible say, Moses my servant is dead. Now it is time for you to go over. Some of you want to go over and cross into your tomorrow. But you're still holding on to your yesterday. You need to identify your yesterday that you need to let go and move on with God. Now you must appreciate Moses gave them the Ten Commandments. Moses gave them the Ark of the Covenant. It doesn't mean they let go of the Ark of the Covenant, the Ten Commandments and all the good work that Moses did. But what it meant was they had to accept that there was a part of Moses that was in yesterday and they could not keep holding on to it because it was in yesterday they had to go on into their tomorrow the problem with many Christians is that they are trying to embrace tomorrow when they are still embedded in yesterday we are believing God for a husband but you are still thinking about the ex-boyfriend you are believing God for a wife but you still have six phone numbers of the ex-girlfriend when the new boyfriend does not call you, you pick up the seven numbers and call them. I come to declare to you, if you're going to go into your tomorrow, you need to say goodbye to your yesterday. And say to yesterday, I loved you yesterday. I enjoyed you yesterday. You did good things with me yesterday. I have good memories about yesterday. But yesterday, bye bye. I can't hold on to you forever. I have a tomorrow that is waiting for me. I need to let go of my yesterday and go into my tomorrow. Now you might think I'm a madman, but I come to declare to you people that you cannot receive what God has for you when you still have something in your hand. You need to let go of what is in your hand so that God can put something new in your hand. You are holding on to yesterday and you're saying, God, give me something new, but yet you're still fixated and occupied by your yesterday. So there's just no way you can go into your tomorrow. You need to kiss your yesterday goodbye and say, Moses, I loved you. Moses, you did good, but bye-bye. Moses, it is time for me to go into my promised land. It is time for me to cross over into my tomorrow. Listen to me people. God has brought you to the brink of Passover. He has brought you to the brink of your tomorrow. In order for you to enter it, you must identify some things from yesterday and let them go. Let them go. Let them go in order to go to your tomorrow. Say, but pastor, I don't have much in my yesterday. Let me break it down. Let me break it down. Maybe it's your yesterday's experience. The way you used to do things yesterday. The reason why you are where you are today is because of the way you used to do things yesterday. Now for you to change where you are, you need to change the way you've been doing things. So don't do things tomorrow the way you did yesterday. Hallelujah. Some of you say, ah, those things. Okay, okay, okay. Let me talk about the people. You are where you are today because of the influence of the people who have been around you yesterday. 
So in order for you to go into the tomorrow that God has for you, sometimes you need to upgrade the circumstance around you, upgrade the people around you, and they will push you into your tomorrow. Hello? Hello? Yes, I know you love that guy. You went to school with him. He was your best man at your wedding. But you know what? He he, 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 he just has a high school diploma. You're rubbing shoulders with CEOs who are holding master's degrees now. You need to upgrade. I'm not saying you don't love the guy. I'm not saying he's not a blessing to you. He's a blessing to you. But you need to upgrade. Hello, somebody. Hello. In order for you to embrace tomorrow, there are things in yesterday you must let go. Oh, the children of Israel were not able to enter into the promised land because every time they were with Moses, they were complaining about something about Egypt. They were saying, God, why did you bring us into the wilderness? There are no onions in the wilderness. When we were in Egypt, we had onions. Can you imagine onions made these people miss the promised land? Onions. Then they complained about chicken. They said, oh, when we were in the wilderness, when we were in Egypt, we used to eat chicken. And they started lying to God. Which slave eats chicken? <laughs> when, we were in, when we were in Egypt, we used to eat chicken every day. Moses, we, te- we used to eat chicken every day. Liars, liars, liars. Huh? Hello? They couldn't enter tomorrow. Because they are crying about yesterday. Reminds me of a beautiful lady called Lot's wife. The Bible said the angels told him, get out of Sodom and Gomorrah, it is coming down. As they were running out of Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot's wife remembered some of the things she had left behind. She remembered her favorite microwave. She remembered her nice cooker. And she remembered her hair extensions. And when she was going back to get them, she froze into a pillar of salt. Because now she could not go into her tomorrow while trying to keep yesterday the biggest hindrance in your crossover is your past because when you hold on to your past you will not embrace your future in order to embrace your future say goodbye to your past let it die let it go so that you go into your tomorrow as if you're a totally different man as if you're a totally different woman she became a pillar of salt that's what happens when we keep holding on to our yesterday and miss what God is doing today and we keep talking about what God did 10 years ago, 20 years ago and miss out what he's doing today and at the end of the day we find ourselves stuck in the past Ah, people, God said to Joshua, Moses is dead, don't cry about it, don't wait anymore it is time for you to pack up and go hallelujah I said hallelujah in order to cross over you must let some things go now this is the mistake many people make they letting go is a simple thing they don't appreciate that letting go is a painful process hallelujah it is letting go of a part of you that made a lot of sense some of the things you have to let go are not necessarily sin but are not for you now I know when I say let go you're thinking oh this sin that sin is good for you to let go of the sins but it's not just the sins some of the things you have to let go are not even a sin they're just holding you back hallelujah like a lack of diligence is not necessarily a sin like a lack of hard work is not necessarily a sin but it holds you back hello 
So I know you wrote all your sins. Yeah, those ones you must let them go. But I want you to draw a line and keep writing. This time you're going beyond the sins and you're going to things that are not necessarily sin, but they hold you into your yesterday. Once you let go of all those, you're now ready to embrace the future. Now, letting go is a painful exercise. You cry about it. You mourn about it. You're depressed about it. You get overwhelmed by it. But at the end of the day, if you do not go through that process, you will always stay where you are. When you faithfully let go of your past, God will be faithful to bring you into your tomorrow. I said God will be faithful to bring you into your destiny. I said God will be faithful to bring you into your destiny. I said God will be faithful to bring you into your destiny. God will be faithful to bring you into your destiny. Tell your neighbor, let go. Tell them one more time, let go. Tell them the last time, let go. Tell them the second last time, let go. Tell them for the last, last time, let go. Hallelujah. Let's give God a mighty hand of praise. In verse number three, he says, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. Hallelujah. As I get ready to close here, if we are going to cross over, there are some things that we must place our feet and our hands upon. You see, many times we want to sit back and cross over in the realm of the spirit. But crossing over is not just a spiritual thing, it is also a physical thing. It is something that we do in the realm of the spirit, but we also do in the realm of the natural. He said to him, every place that your feet will step upon, that have I given to you. What that means, if we can say it the other way around, every place that your feet does not step, I have not given it to you. In other words, the places where your feet step are the places I have given to you. In other words, get up, get out of your bed, get out of your limits, get out of your home, get out of the business as usual and let your feet step on something because everything that your feet step upon, that have I given unto you. Hallelujah. Some of you, you need your feet to step on more things this year. As you go into 2013, some of you need to let your feet step onto more things. There is land with minerals. You need to let your feet step on that land. There is businesses. You need to let your feet step on those businesses. There are farmlands. You need to let your feet step on those farmland. Because every place that your feet shall step, I have given it unto you. You're limited by your feet. As long as your feet can step on it, I have given it unto you. Oh, if you can understand what that scripture means. It means you will not be lazy. You will not be waiting. You will be busy with your feet causing them to step in as many places as possible. Hallelujah. Because the secret is your feet have stepped on it. Hello somebody. You want to cross over? It's not going to happen when you're in your bed. You want to cross over? Let me see your hand. You want to cross over? It's not going to happen when you're in your bed. Hallelujah. 
you need to find more places for your feet to step maybe you've been wonderfully stepping in one area you need to multiply the areas that your feet are stepping amen you're not going to possess it if your feet do not step on it he said listen joshua every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that have i given unto you as i said unto moses listen to me people we need to take the limits of god and begin stepping in those areas that god has spoken to us so that we can occupy those places that god has predestined for you hello if you don't step on it you cannot take it if you don't step on it you cannot embrace it if you don't step on it it will still hallelujah hallelujah glory to god in order for you to walk in it let your feet begin sampling it some of you monday you need to get that brand new suit of yours if you don't have one go borrow from pastor fred when you borrow that suit get a red tie from someone and go to dt dobby and tell them what are the new mercedes benz you have here when they look at you pull your trousers and put them in your spirit when you put them up they say i want the new mercedes benz before i bought a brand new car i drove over seven of them while i was sampling them and testing all of them hello yes it sounds like mad you need to be mad in order to go into your crossover in order to go into your tomorrow you need to be mad you need to be completely mad huh? hallelujah i was just driving cars salesmen were calling me many many times over 10 times i just drove every car and after just driving all of them i chose the best I say, I think mm, that one. And then they said, but there is this new one. I said, bring it. I'll test it as well. Uh, the more I test it, the more my faith increases. The more I see myself driving it. When I tested the first car, people started calling me. We didn't know you bought a Mercedes Benz. We saw you driving past in that Mercedes Benz. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the cars I was testing. Some of you need to test some cars. Because the more that your feet step on, the more God will bless you some of you need to test buying lands what does it feel like to go somewhere and buy some land go and begin testing hallelujah and begin negotiating hallelujah and tell them how much money do you want now now cash 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 how much do you want now hallelujah hello somebody hello somebody let your feet walk on something let your feet try out something let your even though it is just for two seconds go try it out you know when you sit in those brand new cars you'll understand why people pay a lot of money for them and you understand why god wants to upgrade you from that dubai toyota hallelujah now if you're not yet at the dubai toyota don't even worry about it just say god i'm believing for a dubai toyota especially the one has been in the country for five years that's the one i want amen hallelujah after you've driven that dubai toyota for four years go to dt dobby now you who has been in that toyota for five years monday 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 make an appointment go to dt dobby god is convicting germans to make cars for his people and you are resisting the move of god he says i will command kings
kings to bless you. Those kings in German are making cars for you and you, you're here saying, no God, for me, dollar dollar is enough. No. I said, you must cross over. Test it. Test it. The people who drive brand new from DT Dobby, what do you think they're made of? What color is their blood? Huh? What's their color? Green? Yellow? What's the color of that? Pink? Huh? And then what does it feel like? Don't you want to know what it feels like? Huh? Let me tell you. The moment you do, you will love Jesus even more. Because you won't feel the heat. You see, you're always in a bad mood because it is hot. When you get that brand new Mercedes from Duty Dobie S-Class, you'll be always in the spirit. When you get to the traffic lights, you say, oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When they are hooting and honking and the dust is biting them in the eyes, you lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Surely goodness and Mercedes men shall follow me all the days of my life. Huh? Do you know it is very easy to love the Lord when you're driving S-Class? Huh? Because you're not fighting with the Dalla Dalla man. You're not fighting with these people telling them, put the music down, put it up, put it down, put it up. By the time you arrive at church, you're still in the spirit. But some of you are in the worship team. By the time you arrive here, you want to kill someone. Because you've been fighting over 300 shillings that the Dalla Dalla man refused to give you back. Hello. I said, hello. Begin to test. Test with your feet. Test something new. Test what you're going into. Listen to me. You will never go into a tomorrow that you've never tested. You will never go into a tomorrow you have never imagined. You will never go into a tomorrow you have never embraced in your mind. Before you go there in your body, you must go there in your mind and in your spirit. By the time your body comes, you have been living in that realm for two years. Hallelujah. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. Now, for those of you who are not yet married, I know before you proposed and you brought the dear lady to the pastors, your mind had already gone a few places. First it, First it went to the beach for the honeymoon. What's that lake? That, 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 that uh, hotel at the beach? Sand something. Sand what? Huh? White sand. And in your proposal you told that, my darling, I'm telling you I will marry you. And we'll have the honeymoon at white sand. I already know the manager. This is his card. Uh, because you already went to white sand and took the manager's business card and you showed and said darling I'm telling you honeymoon here this is the manager's number we just need a date when do we make a booking she says thank you very quickly and says yes very quickly but those of you who are proposing and in your house you have two cups and your bed is called the valley of Baca you sleep this side and she sleeps that side and you meet in the middle you have to get out at night and turn and then go back to bed your proposal is not going to go through quickly and if that poor girl says yes you better love her because she really loves you <laughs> some of you are saying pastor close 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 
close, don't say anymore. Close, close. These ladies are going to give us a hard time. You must first go there in your mind before you go there in your flesh. I've had young ladies when they are talking to their boyfriends, they say, I want to have seven children. I want to have, I, I, I want to have six children, three boys and three girls. It's all in the mind. They are going there in the mind. Brother, when she's telling you about the seven children, don't worry. I know you are wondering, saying, school fees for seven children. <laughs> Before you marry, just keep saying, mm, mm. Ndiyo, ndiyo. Eh, ndiyo, ndiyo. Eh, pole, pole, pole. Eh, asante, asante. After the wedding, you can now talk actuals. Before the wedding, they are just proposals. That's why we have a projected budget. And we have an actual budget. And we have actual expenditure. And we have audited accounts. She's talking as if she's the auditor. Having audited you, you're talking from the projected budget this side. Go there in your mind. Tell your neighbor, go there in your mind. Listen to me. This church is going to be filled to capacity. Capacity. Listen to me. It's going to be filled to capacity. You must see it in your head. Every Sunday as you worship, begin to be afraid that there are people behind you. Okay? Don't begin uh, to, uh, turning your skirts around at the back. There are people behind you. In your mind, you should be cautious of the people behind you there. Hallelujah. Before I preached any message, God called me for one year, no invitation. I was preparing message. And I was preaching to my mirror. And my mother said he has run mad. Because in the morning I would say, listen to me people of Chicago. In the name of Jesus. And she said, he's mad, he's mad. The first time I went to Chicago, I called my mother. And I told her, I was preaching to the people of Chicago. And she said, but God is great. Hallelujah. After many years, after many years of international ministry, one day I called her, I said, Mommy, would you like to come to New York with me on one of my missions? She couldn't believe it. She called the whole country. I'm going to New York. I'm going to New York. I'm going to New And I told her, anytime, let's set some debts. We set a debt. I was in Southern Africa. She was in Uganda. We met in Nairobi, jumped onto a plane, Amsterdam, New York. Six months, she was busy having holiday. Why? Before I left my little country, Uganda, I was preaching to people in Tanzania. Hallelujah. Practicing. Don't think this is my first sermon. Huh? You think I just went, got a nice tie, and I preached the first sermon? Huh? I've been practicing going there in the realm of the spirit before I could go there in the realm of the natural. Amen. Prepare for expansion in this church. Prepare for second service in this church. I said prepare for second service in this church. Prepare for second service. Because first service is full. We need second service. Hallelujah. Some of you instead of beginning to prepare practicing the equipment, you did not. Now the equipment is here. There's no one to play the guitars. Hello. You should have known God is bringing the equipment and you begin to practice and to prepare. By the time the equipment arrives, you are already perfect. Prepare for numbers. Amen. Do you know God is bringing so many people here? Just right here. 
here, here, here. In this next year, here, mighty expansion here. Begin to go there now in your spirit. When you're preaching, you're not preaching to two people. You're preaching to 20,000 people. Hallelujah. When you're preaching, you're not speaking to two people who have nothing. No, you're speaking to your future. That's why I prepare my sermons as if I'm preaching to presidents. You might look at yourself and you say you're not worthy of my sermon, but I come to tell you, you're worthy of my sermon and more because I prepared for you and because I see greater in you than what you see in yourself. If there was no greatness in you, I would stay home and play with my children. But I left them home because there is greatness in you. You're worth my time. You're worth the word of God. You're worth the anointing of God. Because your future is better than your yesterday. So begin to think today as you're going to be in your tomorrow. Hallelujah. Practice speaking to thousands. Whenever you come here and the pastor gives you an opportunity to greet people, greet all of them. And even those ones outside say, even you in the corner there, I greet you. I greet you, even you outside. Begin to practice. Hello. Hello. You're international. I said you're multinational. Hallelujah. You're a preacher preaching Swahili. No, begin preaching English. Because which was who's going to hear your Swahili in Canada? When God takes you to Canada, who are you going to take to interpret for you? Huh? Hello. I know a man who never went to school in Swaziland, a preacher friend of mine, knows no English. When God called him, he stopped speaking his local language and he was killing the English language. Killing it every Sunday. And whenever the people would laugh, you tell them, laugh. But one day it will be the Americans laughing. Laugh. And they laughed and laughed and laughed. And laughed. Till he mastered the English language. Hallelujah. At least enough to deliver his sermon. Amen. He's not a walking uh, 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 dictionary, but at least he can deliver his sermon. And he has been all over the world. And he always prays in his local language. And he says, God, thank you for these people. Because an, an, an uneducated man like me, they have all gathered to listen to me. All of them with their degrees here. When you go abroad there and you're preaching in Canada, pray in Swahili. You, they'll think you're in tanks. Say, oh, Baba Asante. Our water, you can have a degree mingi, lakini mimi mutu wa yombo davi ya mimi. And they will love your tongues. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, so begin to prepare today for what you're crossing over into. Hallelujah. I've prepared speeches for presidents many times until I became an advisor to three presidents. Whenever they have an issue, they call. I even received a phone call three weeks ago. The current president in Malawi called and said, We need that guy. He has such ideas. We need him. But before then, I was preparing how to talk to presidents. You know how you talk to presidents? You put your shoulders out. You twist your neck a little bit. And you find a deep voice. And you say, Your Excellency. Uh, and you look them straight in the eye. And you say, I assure you, Your Excellency, that there is absolutely nothing we cannot achieve. Hallelujah. And when you stand, you put some springs in the legs. Amen. And shake the head a little bit. Hallelujah. 
You may be a small man, but you walk in two square meters like this. If God has blessed you with a stomach, even better. Some of us, we don't have those blessings. Huh? Begin to prepare your speeches for presidents. Huh? The chairman of CCM wants to meet you, brother. How are you going to say, Ndugu, Ndugu, Ndugu? Ndugu, you wapi? Eh? When you meet the chairman, you say, Comrade, uh, what's comrade in Swahili? My Swahili is gone. It's Ndugu. Comrade is Ndugu. Are you sure? Swahili, my Swahili has run away. The little I have. But whatever it is, you must know the lingo because you prepared in time. Hallelujah. When you don't prepare, you're caught by surprise. Your tomorrow, you must begin to live it today. And to feel it today. So that by the time you enter it, you're not shocked by it. You can hold it. You can stand your ground and embrace your tomorrow. Why? Because you're prepared for it today. By doing what you must do today to take you into your tomorrow. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. The Bible say, every place that your feet shall walk on, that is yours. Take it. That is yours. Take it. That is yours. Take it. I said, every place your feet can walk upon, it is yours. Take it. Hallelujah. Take it. Amen. In other words, get busy working on some things. Trying them out. Getting ready for them. Preparing for them. Amen. Stand up on your feet as we close. Lord, thank you tonight for your goodness, your grace, your glory, for your power, for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word we have shared today in simplicity. Thank you because you're causing us to cross over. In the name of Jesus, I speak over every man and woman here tonight that you'll give us a clear vision of where we're going. Give us a clear revelation of that which we are entering. Give us a clear understanding of that which we are leaving behind and let us have a revelation of where you're taking us. I declare that we will hear your voice, we'll hear your word speaking to us, directing us, governing us, that we will not go where we desire in our flesh, but we will go where you are purposed and predestined for us as your people. I also declare over us tonight, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you quicken us to let go of yesterday. Let us let go of that which is holding us back and embrace that which you're taking us into. And I declare, mighty God, cause our feet to walk upon our high places in Christ Jesus. Cause us to go beyond our limitations and begin to practice for greatness and cause our feet to walk and to test the power of the age to come. Cause our feet to test the destiny that you're bringing us into. That we will step out of the limits and the bonds and the limitations that have been set around us. That we may step into that which you have for us. We give you glory. We give you honor. In the name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. Let's give God a mighty hand of praise. Lift those hands. Lift those hands. Lift those hands. Lift those hands. Lift those hands to heaven. Lord, we thank you tonight. Thank you for the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. Thank you for the anointing that quickens us.
thank you because that unction is going to give us such a quickening in our spirits that in our spirit man we will see tomorrow we will see the destiny we will see the future we will see where we go because as we see it it will be done in us we give you glory in jesus name and the people of god said amen let's give god a mighty hand of praise Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the message to your family and friends. Follow us on our social media at Kingstar Church.